the Fire Within podcast. You need a sustainable plan, the right mindset, and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within. Just like the Phoenix, you can burn your old habits, never turn back, and emerge completely anew. There are no shortcuts. Welcome, Fire Within community. This is the Fire Within podcast, where we talk about all things health, fitness, and nutrition related. I'm your host, Brandon, with my co-host, Hobo Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like the second day of spring, 20 degrees in North Carolina, and my heat's broken, so I'm, I'm wearing the gloves with no fingers, and I'm burning a fire barrel in the corner. That's the vibe this morning <laughs> here really in the sets, studio. It really sets a nice backdrop for our show today, I think. It's I just, like it. Yeah, it's a gritty, uh, we're getting real today. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to keep Hobo Joe as a recurring <laughs> character on the show. And, and we got a new soundboard. Can you uh, demo some of the new fun buttons? Yeah, like Monster. Yeah. Holy shit, I just crapped my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Man, are, are we? I should have relabeled that button, Satan. Nope. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe I need to start sitting where I can see the door. What kind of people are we letting in here on this show? Man? What's going on? So, so we got a fun show today. We have a guest, Emmett, from Level 6. Yes. Level 6. Yeah, great. Well, I should have done the punch. <laughs> oh man, you might you might need to make a daily appearance in the studio so we can get that kind of hype around our operation. But that's awesome. It's great to be here with Poor you guys. <laughs> now I still don't want to do them. Yeah, that's what you need for me. Yeah, don't skip. It's actually day. perfect. I think all my clients would agree with you. It's yeah, the dark force is the one directing leg day most of the time. If you get a chance, YouTube Power Thirst. It's okay. This, it's this fake commercial. Okay. Um, and they're talking about how it just improves your performance and you'll have babies. 10,000 babies. <laughs> it's just Power Thirst. It's a good time. It does. Anyway, I'm getting <laughs> off track, but I'm excited to work out again. We haven't worked out in a while, Brandon. Um, with my wife, I joined her on a diet because she went to a nutritional therapist and they put us, they put her on a strict diet and it was going to be strict. So I was like, I'll do it with you. So six weeks. It was like four ounces of lean protein, four ounces of fruit, four ounces of veggies twice a day. And we would try to work out and I would get lightheaded. I just couldn't, like, I didn't have enough in the tank to do nothing. So our workouts just turned into wandering around parks like old men. Uh, and even now that was a lot. I was like stopping at a bench and be like, give me 20 minutes and a cigarette. Uh, the gloves but, uh, are starting to come into focus here. But I came off it a couple of days ago and I'm feeling much better. And I realized the lightheadedness had nothing to do with the food. So what had happened was I dropped 30 pounds mm -hmm. and I'm on blood pressure medicine because I got high oh. blood pressure. And I took my okay. blood pressure and it was 100 over 55. Wow. Yep. That'll do it. That so, will certainly do it. So I started cutting my pills in half. That's and uh, I've been keeping track of it for a week, and then I'm going to go see the doctor and see if my dosage is right. And it wasn't even a big dosage, but my blood pressure was too low. That was crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's Apparently, you lose 30 pounds, and your blood pressure issues clear up pretty quick. Well, yes. how about? Yeah, that's awesome. And hopefully, it's something where maybe you don't have to take that anymore at all. Yeah, I mean, he told me originally you know, it was the hereditary kind. He was like, you could be in marathon shape and you'd still be taking this stuff. It's rarely the kind case. Kind of deflating from uh, the doctor. But hey, yeah, you're right, doctor. Why try? Right. This could be a good uh, PSA, though, if if you have significantly lost weight and you are on any kind of medication. Yeah, I might want to keep track of it. Yeah, check back with your doctor. See if anything needs to be adjusted. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty wild, man. Especially if you're getting lightheaded during exertion. No, I, mean, I, I was getting lightheaded like walking standing up. Yeah. Uh, like living, living your life. <laughs> living. Yeah, so yeah. That's definitely an opportunity to yeah. check in and yeah. just... 
My Did physical you... activity was rated G for six weeks. It was, <laughs> wasn't a lot going on. You need to do the deep voice again and say rated R. <laughs> yeah, now we're back and it's going to be rated R. This is my favorite. That's my favorite button. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so happy. <laughs> Good stuff. We'll hit it again today. We'll actually pick up some heavy things and put it back down. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So in it, back yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning, I've learned a lot about Joe here today. This is great. Getting a lot of background. Uh, so the name of your company is Level 6. And before I ask you what Level 6 means and why you got it, tell us about your personal journey, how you got into fitness and all that kind of stuff. Of course. I'd love to. Fitness for me started at a really young age. I shared this story in a number of ways in, in, in some other outlets. For me, growing up, there was definitely a year during my development where I got you know pretty out of shape and chubby as a young kid. And it was those pre-pubescent years where you're still trying to figure things out and actually got bullied and picked on quite a bit at school for it. And it really began to open my eyes to the fact that what we eat, what we drink, and what we do or what we don't do can greatly impact our physical body, our mental and emotional wellness, our levels of energy, even self-esteem. So it really started from a point of pain where I was getting you know, picked on and bullied to understanding, wow, I've done this to myself in a lot of ways with the food choices that I'm making or drinking things like soda or hammering down breakfast cereals or bagels and just not really understanding calories or having no concept whatsoever of food choices and decisions. And then I started to grow out of that as I hit puberty and started to work out and play sports more seriously. And so that kind of transitioned into wanting to learn more about nutrition so I could be a better athlete and be a better football player and recover and find a competitive advantage within being the best I could be and very disciplined when it comes to nutrition where other people maybe weren't doing that in middle school in even the early years of high school and so on. So it turned from like a point of pain to now trying to develop a competitive advantage. And then I started to get really into it, become very passionate with you know, understanding food. I was reading nutrition labels. And this is even before we had a lot of the documentation and research we have now on these food additives and things that are being added and different ingredients. And really even before food companies were experimenting with bioengineered or, or even gluten-free wasn't even a thing at this point. Even that base of food and, and food availability has widely changed even since you know, that ten, I would say 10-ish, 10, 15 years ago now when I really started to, to dive in. So my perspectives and opinions and thoughts on nutrition change rapidly. And I think at this point, even every day, I'm, I'm more in the camp of saying maybe to a lot of things instead of being certain that certain things are right, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like, no, I had the same experience and we've talked about it on the show quite a bit. My first couple of years as trainer and nutrition coach, I was very dogmatic. And it's like, no, it has to be here. You have to eat five times a day and, and you have to eat this way and you have to eat Greek yogurt and blah, 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 blah. And the older I got and the more research I'd done and the more experience I've had, the answer to most things were it depends. Absolutely. Uh, and, and now every, I think every person on the planet should be eating different um, yeah. to some degree. Um, yeah. It should be specific to your body. Specific to people's bodies. And I, yeah. I don't know if you can relate to this and I'm sure you can, but it's, it, it does depend, right, on the individual and through thousands and thousands of conversations with clients, you have to begin to understand you, your knowledge has to meet people where they're at in order to help them change. Because that's the outcome we all want as coaches and people that are guiding people in this way. And most people 
aren't ready for you to tee up this perfect nutrition strategy. They're just trying to get through the morning and make good decisions there or wake up and string three days together of, of making a positive change in one area. So I've really distilled down, you know, some of the tenets and principles that I've learned that I think are most important and tried to help people start with slower changes that actually build lifestyle tools that they can apply to their routine. And it, it just, you start with this like beautiful, amazing plan and it's dogmatic and you're like insistent on this, that. And then I realized, wow, I'm really not reaching a lot of the people that I want. Some people are really taking to it. And then we got this 95% of people that they just can't get there. That's I, too big of a start. It is. Um, it's a lot to take on. Yeah. Now, I will say, I think there are some principles that do carry out for every person on the planet. I think, you know, corn syrup's probably bad for every single person I on the planet. <laughs> would hasten to agree with you. But, but as far as, can I have green? Can I have legumes? Can I have this, that, dairy? I don't, everybody's different. And everybody yeah. seems to have non-negotiables. Like, yeah. I won't work with you <laughs> if I can't have coffee or, bourbon. or whatever. A, a yep. bourbon comes up a lot. Bourbon. I'm not giving up my bourbon. <laughs> well, that's fine. You have 427 other fucked up things about your diet. <laughs> Let's start there. How do you guys handle the f drinking from the fire hose thing? Because when you start, like you started very young, you said like middle school. Yep. And Brandon, you have educated yourself very well and become a personal trainer as well about everything nutrition. And when you don't really know, there's so much misinformation out there. One person says this is right. One person's keto is right. The next person keto will kill you and give you cancer. The next person, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. over the board. It's that traumatic too. And, it is uh, that traumatic. And everybody's so, yeah. everybody seems to be like you guys are describing yourselves in your younger days. Yeah. Just yeah, dogmatic yeah. and 100% everybody else is idiots. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to make it and all you got to do is eat clover. <laughs> Just some stupid <laughs> nonsense. And then but, you'll get a client who's allergic to clover. <laughs> a wheatgrass, Joe. It's wheatgrass. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's that's juice a, wheatgrass. That's but there's it. so much info. How do you start people? Is it like you were saying, Brandon, where it's like, all right, here's three simple things we're going to start here. Or is it more, let's figure out where you are and figure out like three things you can do better. That thing. Yeah. So I do a comprehensive intake, but I said, look, we're going to ask all these questions and I'm going to suggest things, but you're not going to change them all at once. Because I used to just fire hose them. I distinctly remember a month where I did 32 new member consults at Lifetime. That's one a day. And I didn't close a single one because I was just, here's oh, everything I know. Here's everything I know. And they were like, what the fuck? Get me out. They would look at their watch. They would look at the door. And it, it took me failing 30 something times in a row, at least from a sales perspective. I'm like, I'm not connecting with them. Yeah. It was incredible information. I'm sure it was, um, I'm sure it was pure gold too. That's the irony of it. Yeah. All. I mean, like, it was, yeah. But it's just too much. It was just too much. I'm going to fail at this. So, <laughs> yeah. like, so I'll have, you know, I'll have, and we'll have you go in a minute, but I'll start with as little as, okay, you have these hundred things to work on, but why don't every time you go to Bojangles, because you're not ready to stop going to Bojangles, instead of drinking sweet tea every time, switch to unsweet or at least half and half. And that doesn't seem like a lot, but if they're drinking a large Bojangles sweet tea, it could be upwards of 120 grams of sugar. So even switching to half and half, that's 60 grams of sugar. That's 250 calories a day times seven days a week. That's almost a pound a week just by switching to half and half, not even saying go cool. So for some people, that's the pace they need to move at. And other people are ready to dive in. They're ready to make massive yeah. change. But, but so you have to engage that. I imagine what? the person who's ready is going to do whatever you tell them. Yeah. And now, I, I mean, from at least my standpoint, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this as well, but 
that is the rarer client, the person who's ready to dive in with both feet. They're fully committed. They want all the information. And that's almost like a privilege to be able to work with people like that because a lot of times to give more context to Brandon's story, they're coming in and they're already so stressed and overwhelmed in other areas of their life or they're just feeling pulled in many different directions. And you throw this kind of golden lifestyle map at them and it's a perfect map, right? It'll get them exactly where they want to go and it'll get them there fast and better and healthier. And the, the strain, it just takes them over the top and then, so then they feel defeated. So at least for me, I love that the the suggestion of, and he broke down the math so neatly there where it's, yeah, that, that's a huge shift. And people can start to lose pounds and pounds by just making that switch alone. And we do often meet with clients that do things like go to Bojangles on a daily basis and consume 120 grams of sugar in one serving, in one setting, in one beverage. And you're just like, that's where in some cases we are starting with people. So for me, I always have to start my nutrition consultations, I, I work with mostly women. I have to start with disclaiming, I'm not coming for your coffee creamer <laughs> and I'm not going to take away your wine. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the first guys are bourbon a, and uh, yeah, women are wine. <laughs> you, you can hear that. Yeah. The, the gender differences there, but I, I often begin with that. And to Brandon's point too, it's like, there are 800 other things we can address here. Yeah. That will get you to your goals without having to give those things up if you learn the, the kind of discipline element to, to focus on these other things. And so I usually start there where it's like, oh, wow, I can actually keep that. Because oftentimes they'll sit down and have had conversations with clinical registered nutritionists and, and RDs, registered dietitians, and that is off the table almost immediately in a lot of those settings. Yeah. And they get a cookie cutter plan that's not adjusted for them. And it's literally like they print out a sheet, slap it in front of them. And they're like, here you go. Yeah, yeah. And it's drink slim fast in the in these weird um, or like the Atkins shakes with corn syrup. <laughs> there you go. And and that is considered healthy and superior to what they're doing. And so it's just this weird disconnect where and again, I know that you can't have comprehensive care in every medical setting, yeah. but I think in a lot of ways the medically driven nutrition system, which was something I was originally after in a lot of ways through school and whatnot, I'd actually looked at being a registered dietitian in a, in kind of a network hospital setting because there was some money there at the time, but yeah. I became very quickly disenfranchised with that because I was like, okay, here's what's ideal. Here's what we are ending up giving people. And there's just a huge gap there. And yeah. it just doesn't feel responsible to coach people yeah. that way. Yeah, well, there's you know? good ones out there too. And, I know. But, and I, uh, I don't mean to malign the entire but, um, community, but. But sometimes there's government restrictions on the type of advice they can give. Um, yeah. And and they feel a little restrained. I've known dietitians leave and do like chiropractic and stuff because it gives them uh, more possibility of what they can offer in terms of the regulations and things. I wonder if stuff like Atkins and stuff started as like the medical version of what you guys are talking about. Certainly better than a Big Mac. Yeah. Enjoy this <laughs> tasty little milkshake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's a great marketing ploy. You could yeah. do like strengthen your spine with wine. New coming at L6. Ooh. Get all the ladies yeah. in. Now, now, if Bourbon and burpees for fire with limbs. That now, would just be disgusting. Now, if you're slamming a bottle of wine a night, that could be problematic. So we <laughs> might talk about moderation. And then if they have like thyroid issues, liver issues, it's... Communion wine. cup of wine at the mm, end of the yeah. yoga session. Um, I have met, I've <laughs> met with clients over the years that do consume a bottle of wine a night. And that, wow. that is that is more common. It came up on the last podcast you're on. I think it comes um, up all the time. It, it, and yeah. again, ask these ladies, man. I'm telling you, it's more common than you would actually think. And it's more frequent than you would yeah. think. You can run yeah. to Trader Joe's and get a bottle for $3. Yeah. You know, the thing about 
alcohol, though, it is a neurotoxin. It is having an effect on our brain and cognitive ability. And it can have some long-term problems. So I think the more we can moderate it, the better. But I wouldn't want a world without alcohol. It's fun, man. Exactly. It has its place. It's yeah. And again, to your point, it's <clears throat> it's finding that balance and that moderation that still fits into your goals and you're not, you're treating it like you would anything else. You don't want to sit here and consume an entire pot of coffee by yourself either. It, there's, there's levels and layers to it. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> Heroin's okay to consume. It's just, that's, that's where I got to run the disclaimer. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see where that is. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not meant to be used as medical advice. Consult your doctor before implementing any health or exercise changes. The Fire Within encourages you to do your own research and aims to spark interest and motivation to a healthier lifestyle. Maybe we should remove that from the show. Because <laughs> I said that he's going to leave it in, you bastard. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, we're going to get canceled. Now, tell us a little bit about that, your exercise philosophy and, and all that jazz. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to unpack with that. Number one, I think the biggest thing that I see with a lot of fitness concepts and not all of them, but especially like the big box gyms is people are truly missing an element and a layer of intensity in their programming. And I'm not talking about intensity, going hard and making yourself miserable all the time, but finding the proper amount. Yeah, I walk into occasionally when I absolutely have to, a Planet Fitness, for example, and there's almost no intensity in the majority of those workouts. And again, the culture and the environment around there is centered around not creating an intense environment because that's considered- <laughs> There's signs you know, on the wall, like if you grunt, you're out. Exactly. So, like, so you're getting yourself to that level of exertion that may be required in some cases for change. Yeah. And, and that's frowned upon in that gym. Yeah, but, but you get great Tootsie Pops or, or Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> on your way out, yeah. hey, take some candy with you. That was a good workout. <laughs> right, and they have pizza parties and what have you. Yeah, but Bagel uh, Tuesday. Yeah, I know. And, and that's that actually happens. Yeah. It's a perfect system. It's a perfect system. Keep coming back. You're yeah. not going to make any progress. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not meant to be used as medical advice. And I think that the requisite amount of intensity is lacking in a lot of what I see workouts being carried out, people will perform a set and then proceed to rest for five, six, seven, eight, ten minutes because mm -hmm. they're on their phone or on social media and they're sitting on a machine. And so unfortunately they go and tell their friends when they're out at the bar that weekend, oh, I spent four hours at the gym this week. <laughs> and it's, yes, you did. But three and a half of those were on Instagram and TikTok, man. It's like, I nailed it. Four sets of three. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know, if you're one doing, exercise. If you're doing powerlifting, like one rep max, then then that would warrant that kind of rest. But we've already established 100%. it's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a lot of powerlifters going there. At least they don't even, you know? even have the equipment, unless you yeah. can do it on the one that's attached to the wall. Right. Yeah, yeah. Out. yeah, no, it, and absolutely. Like mm -hmm. you, you're doing that heavy maximal loading. You need those greater periods of rest. There's no question about but, it. But that's not what's going on. That's <laughs> not in most, yeah. at least from what I've seen, what's going on. And most mm -hmm. of those guys, especially at that level of powerlifting, are pretty serious. Yeah. So they time it out. They have it all planned. And yeah, I think in general, like that intensity element, I think is the first thing that I like to start off with my exercise philosophy. Yeah. I think my favorite planet fitness experience, this is off topic. Um, yeah. oh, I was doing like, this is fun though. I was doing some kind of core work on the floor and they were uh, vacuuming and they insisted on vacuuming around my head. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the f man? While you're you got a job crunches. to do. <laughs> I'm like, they're seriously? doing crunches and they're like, move your right ear. <laughs> Could you <laughs> wait three minutes? <laughs> but nobody's passionate about 
work anyway. Maybe they are. I don't know. Um, yeah. That's a good intro job. And it's it's a great value. Ten bucks. Yeah, yeah they give you that. It's, it's, that place. it's super clean. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> off topic. Let's no, it's funny. Dude, it's clean because nobody goes. That's why it's a ghost town in there. <laughs> so we've talked about intensity. Sure. How, how about you know, injury prevention and corrective exercise and that For kind sure. of stuff? Yeah, and I think all that has its place, especially when I work mostly now with general population, mostly, but I do also do quite a bit of performance training for youth athletes. And so talking about corrective exercise, you want to set those athletes up for the smallest amount of injury risk possible. And so a lot of our philosophy at level six with performance training is unilateral training. I think there's a lot of benefit in that doing things that take those individuals out of a bilateral stance we're not doing a ton of barbell back squat. We're not doing a ton of barbell deadlifts or trap bar. They're getting up on a box. They're performing single leg box squats. They're doing dynamic power work where they're you know, forced to use force acceleration and then controlled deceleration. So really teaching the body and the nervous system to prepare and achieve the proper joint angles, body angles to keep those athletes safe and healthy. And again, it's not, we can promise you'll never get injured. It's, we're going to give you the best chance of not through this type of training. While so I think working that's towards of, your goals. While gaining strength, while working towards your goals, getting fitter and able to move better on the court or the field. And then with our group fitness classes, we do quite a bit of scaling. So in terms of injury prevention and corrective exercise, and we may have a client that can't move in the way they need to for a lot of the exercises, we'll offer tons of substitutions, we'll offer form correction, or sometimes we'll offer an entirely different set of exercises based on what their needs are. And our class sizes are the point where we're able to do that even in a group setting, which is, uh, which is great. And I don't think people get a lot of that in a group fitness class. So yeah, well, let's, since we're already on that path, I'd love to learn more about level six. Can you say level six in the deep voice? Yeah. Hold on. Level six. <laughs> That the chip I feel mark. like I nailed it. It nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. That's, that's that's right on brand for us. <laughs> on brand for us. <laughs> that's hilarious. I know. Like every tenth episode, I say this is my favorite episode. I think this is my favorite episode. <laughs> hey, we we're, that's a workshop idea, yeah. Brandon. Right there, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, what if we weekend got, like, workshop? A, what if we got like a sommelier uh, do like a wine tasting after the workout? Because Lifetime used to have this uh, wine and cupcakes event. I swear to God. Wow. So, yeah, you do yoga and then there's wine and cup or champagne and cupcakes. Up in, I don't know. It could be yeah. fun. Wine and shavasse. That part of yoga where you just shavasse? lay flat. Yeah, shavasse. Yeah. I call this um, workout ever. I call chaturanga chimichanga. So maybe <laughs> chimichanga pose. Yeah. So maybe we do All my like, yogis out there. Yeah. There we are. Finally, a sustainable approach to meeting your health goals. The Fire Within app, available now on Apple and Android. What you get is an intro to strength training guide, comprehensive exercise library with over 200 exercises, a comprehensive nutrition health transformation course, a six-week meal plan, over 70 recipes, a six-week health redemption strength training course. This is for use with people with equipment, and then the same course, modified for body weight exercises. You'll also receive a six-week Inferno Abs Core supplemental program. If you download our free app right now, you'll get access to the podcast, exercise and app quick start, recipes, and more. 
for a $29.99 a month subscription. You'll get the Health Transformation course, full access to the exercise library, the weighted course, the body weight course, the Inferno abs, recipes, and the podcast. So what are you waiting for? Try it now for free today. Download the Fire Within app. Level six. How'd you come up with the name? What's the overarching philosophy of the gym? What's your target? All those types of things. Sure. Yeah. Level six training is actually a a two-part name. So first and foremost, my middle name is six. So S-I-X, just like the number. Really? Um, Like legit? I'll show you my driver's license. Like it's 100%. It's my mom's last name. That's where it comes from. Okay. And on my mom's side, my grandfather, he's just been a very influential person in my life. He was actually an orphan and he's really had to overcome a lot in his own life to get to where he was. And he was in the military and and in Marine Corps for a number of years and played professional football and, and raised a family of five kids when he was really young. So he was able to go from being an orphan to doing some amazing things and then just be a man of great character and upstanding character. And and so really in a lot of ways served as a, a role model for me in my, my younger years. Part of the level six name is an attest to that. And then the other half is in traditional heart rate training, there are five cardiovascular zones. So the sixth level or the sixth zone is about ascending above what you believe you can do or what you're comfortable with. Cause I think it's the turn into 11. Crank it to 11, baby. That's the whole idea and getting that intensity or getting to that level for people that's required for change involves ascending above what their beliefs are of what they can do, what they can handle and what their kind of comfort zone or what their experience has been to that point. So it's like a two part name yeah. for level six and, and, that's over- awesome that your your middle name is actually Six. Isn't and that's that crazy? A family name. No one can ever kind believe like it, Nikki too. Nikki Six? Isn't that like a rock star? I bet that wasn't his real name. Yeah. But, but that's pretty cool. I bet when, when you were younger as a teenager, yeah. would people make fun of Six as an, I, as an adult that you can't get a cooler name? Yeah. It, I, got, I grew up, man. People would just call me Six in the hallways. Like my, my, but even that sounds cool to me as an adult. I know. I actually, like, I wish once I got older, I wish my it, nickname was, was six. it was kind of bad. Like, what's up, Six? Well, I got your Six. There's a restaurant and bar owner named Seven. Oh, really? Super nice guy. That's um, cool, man. Let's plug them. They're awesome. Dude, let's um, do so it. Brewster's Pub in Cary, right off okay. of 64. That place is awesome. Okay, I, I'm going to check yeah. them out, man. Wings are good. Trivia night on Wednesdays. Uh, they oh, got dude. darts. They got pool tables. It's a good time. We, Dude, I could say six goes to seven, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. like, let's go. If you could find an eight and nine, you could make that elementary joke. Well, yeah, why, six, <laughs> six why is six up? afraid of seven? Yeah. Seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Um, that's actually. So, awesome. you guys, what what fitness classes are people most interested in, and what do you think is the ideal size for a fitness class? Right now, I think there's a lot of conversation out there about hit training, which is primarily what we do at Level Six. It's functionally based. It's free weight. We don't use a lot of machines. We want the body to move the way it is. And in terms of just reaching people in that group setting, there is a sweet spot. You don't want to get classes of 30, 40, 50 people at once because you can't address all the needs in the room. We cap our classes. At it's really easy level. to hide in that level of class too. Like I've been at classes with 50 people and you can just hang out in the back with your towel. Like, you guys go. You guys, <laughs> you guys are it. doing it. Yeah, that's right. And you're just, you're cheering just them on, which, is, which the, is great. Sitting yeah. in the back smoking um, a cigarette. But maybe not. <laughs> <Did he? laughs> maybe not. In a group fitness class. Wow. Finish. Wow. Now I've heard it all. It's clove. It's okay. <laughs> Really opens up the airways, actually. Uh, Straight for the lungs. 
The views and opinions expressed on this show are not... So we do cap our classes just to give more of that personal attention to detail. Make sure form is right. And again, to your point about reducing risk of injury, it's important. You need to have attentiveness. You need to make sure things are right. And you don't increase load until things, and things are doing anatomically what they should be doing. And, and a lot of people don't have that body awareness or that coordination needed. So just keeping good supervision on most folks until they're ready to increase that load and resistance. So I would say probably 10 to 15 people is probably an optimal size where you can still address all the needs in the room. You get that group energy, which is so fun. And I think that's one of the most appealing things about a group fitness format is you're in there with other people that yeah. want the same thing. So there is a sweet spot. On the last podcast you were guest on, uh, yeah. Tar Life, you mentioned that you do try to recruit people as like group friend groups. If you got five or six friends, you guys should train together and do a, I think yeah. that's such a cool idea. 100%, man. Yeah. And, and then what you've pre-qualified in that and why I think that's so important other than the fun that they have when they go together is now you have accountability yeah. with your friends. All working towards the same goal. All working towards the same goal. You're going to the same place at the same time. It gives you something that's a part of your routine that you do with your friends. It's very powerful. And I've yeah. seen it change friend groups. I've seen it change entire friend groups. I've seen yeah. people expand the friend group. Like it's This is really important because we've talked about on the show how uh, influenced you are by the peop- the five people you hang the most hang out with the most. So if and they're this goes six, let's keep it on brand. That's right, level six. Level six. <laughs> 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 do it again. Come on, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. I don't have six friends. <laughs> oh, that's so sad, Joe. He's a sad man. So, so Some vulnerability we, for the monster. So we do get influenced by other people. And if your friend group are, are into having fried food and drink beer more often than not, then that's going to influence you. But if you're all excited about working out and, and making improvements in your health and doing it together and having a good time, and working out can be super fun in a group. Yeah, it makes a big difference. I think for me, I'm fortunate enough to have Brandon as a personal trainer. I know not a lot of people get to have personal trainers, but the accountability factor is huge. The trainer won't let you quit. And I think for a lot of people that might not be able to have that, a transition like working out with a group of friends provides that benefit, right? If you're working out with a group of friends, they're not going to let you skip because whatever. No. The new season of your show shipped and you're you're taking a binge day. And uh, you nailed it right on the head and and what we are happy to do and what we're blessed to do is have that kind of community where I know for a fact people, this happened even yesterday at the Level 6 studio, people are checking in with friends they don't see show up to class. And it is literally like an accountability measure of like, well, where is she today? And why is she not here? And okay, cool. They're on travel. So they're very acutely aware of things that are going on in those people's lives in terms of, and again, it's, it's a benefit for everyone involved. It's just it's a beautiful thing to see it happen because it doesn't have to come from me as the coach. It's like they are buying in and they're selling themselves on themselves, which is awesome. So they're bought into the point where they're participating actively in that community and they're missing less workouts as a result. And they're excited. Excited, I say that. I'm sure sometimes they dread it in a state where they're ready to come back regardless and they still get it done. Now, do you have just equipment and you just let people come in for a rate? Like, so, like open gym? Yeah. So we actually don't offer open gym. We're really excited about the fact that we are a private studio. So people are either working with their one-on-one trainer, uh, a small group, which is more barbell-based, strength-based, weightlifting with some GPP and some conditioning. We What's got GPP? General physical preparation. 
Ah. So that's just like prowler sled work. We got echo bikes. We have uh, uh, heavy sandbags. We do some strongman style training and stuff man, like that. Prowlers yeah. will fuck you up. Oh my gosh. They're the prowler amazing. flu is real. The power. Oh, man. oh man. Yes. I remember I did one and I was so smoked. All my muscles started to burn and then I was done. I just, I, I don't know if you redlined. <laughs> yeah, I redlined. It was insane. I was done for the day. Like one prowler, it was nuts. Yeah. It, it'll. They're humbling too, because yeah. you you could be in the middle of that set and your legs are burning. You're feeling in the strain, but you're feeling okay. And then you finish, and about ten seconds later, your heart rate spikes because your body's your physiology's catching up to what you just did. And yeah, you redline, you get the prowler flu, and you're next thing oh, you're man, you're sitting at home binge watching because that's all you can do. <laughs> you're you're recovering. You yeah, know? I mean, it, I was toast. Uh, to explain what a prowler is, so yeah, prowler is a great low impact. Um, I say low impact, but you can really load it up with weight. It is essentially a steel sled that you can load resistance weight on and push across turf or even in some cases, concrete, like a back alley, depending on the gym that you're in. And it is awesome because it's a sliding resistance that doesn't change, but it's also very low impact on the joints where you're not hitting the pavement. You're not pounding on a treadmill or going out and running. And it's a great, provides a great cardiovascular benefit but also an awesome strength benefit. You can load that thing up. I get my athletes on there. They do three, 400 pounds at times, or you can lighten up the weight and do sprints and really smoke your legs out. So I love it. It's versatile. It, it is a true killer. It's something somebody you, figured out how to make the gym equivalent of helping a friend move. It sounds <laughs> maybe that's how it started too. They put a they put a sofa on like a pallet and they're like, Man, wouldn't this suck if you just had to do this every all day? day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's where Rogue Rogue got the idea. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I'm down with GPP. The uh, I like the idea though of not having an open gym. I think the 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 thing that I like about that is that there's no like gimmicky. Just give me your monthly. I don't even care if you come. Right. Sales approach. Right. You know, yeah. it's like when or, you're here, work out. Or a with meat, a plan. Or a meathead like yeah. on the squat rack for four and a half hours with three duffel bags and in and, a. And, uh, phone and the over-ear headphones that are all yeah. charged up so you can't hear anybody. And so we really do pride ourselves in that private studio feel because we want that environment that you guys alluded to. People are here, they're here to work, they're with an expert at all times, it's all supervised. I mean, I think it just gives us that exclusive feel that you wouldn't get at a normal run-of-the-mill, so to speak, gym. Yeah. I think we've all been there and gone to a regular gym oh, yeah. and just I mean, like pretend to work out. Yeah, so yeah. that you can sit in the sauna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I just, like the sauna. <laughs> you just described my vacation workout perfectly. All right, 10 minutes here. Okay, I'm doing some curl. Sauna time. Yeah. <laughs> but I do I do love sauna. I think that's a great modality for recovery and just, oh, God, I love it. Would you add that to the gym at some point? God, I, yeah. you know what? I hadn't thought about that until you just said that now. The on infrareds, air, but... or you can get one for two grand. Is it really? Yeah. That's more cost effective than I would have thought. I, yeah. That would be something we'd love to add. I just have to rack my brains on where we would put it because yeah, yeah, yeah. our space is pretty well spoken for at this point. But yeah. man, if we could add something like that into our repertoire, we would. I, wow. I've, I've looked at cold plunges. I think that'd be fun. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Literally. <laughs> what are those? I was going to say, what are those? Yeah. What are those run? I can't remember. I think okay. it's like 10 grand. I would okay. worry about what is the insurance policy to oh, shoot. offer yeah, yeah. <laughs> You get hypothermia at Brandon's gym. <laughs> like, right? attack or yeah. something. But, yeah, because uh, you're putting a massive yeah. stress. I've never done it, but it looks frightening. Have you seen the Kevin Hart show? 
He does uh-huh. an interview show oh, in it? an ice bath. Oh man, Kevin Hart's doing the ice bath now. Yeah. Oh, now man. I used to do them when I was a marathon runner, and okay. it's freaking magic. Like I could be destroyed from like a twenty miler. I get out of that tub, I feel like Superman. It's Whoa. insane. It works. Uh, yeah. It's not comfortable, and it takes me like three days to find my penis again. Of course. But shrivel actions. Just, yeah, turtle, turtle. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was in the pool. <laughs> the pool was cold. It's cold water. <laughs> But uh, no, there's tons and tons of benefits of it. Cold therapy, I think, is highly beneficial. I've had some limited experience with it as an athlete, too. We had uh, cold tubs in our training room. And so I'd hop in there during team camp and we were doing two-a-days. And it really is, to your point, like magic. The body, you get out of there. Number one, you can't feel your legs, so you don't know if you're sore or not. It does kickstart that circulatory process. It it starts to get down some of those secondary measures of inflammation and and can really be long-term benefit, especially for athletes or people who are working out with a lot of frequency and need need faster recovery. And And there are contraindications too, where it might not be a good idea for you. But for most people, I think it's probably good good idea. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time. We're going to have you come by and put in an application to be a (laughs) co-host. Where do I sign? (laughs) Is it on the back of this coffee mug Joe handed me? (laughs) The third time time you're a guest, you get your own voice effects. Oh, uh, it's something I can earn. punch card system. So so Joe gave us these coffee mugs for Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, what's going on with these? uh, Woman to blame and mine says my own damn fault. Yeah, it's from the song. Yeah, some people claim that there's a woman to blame. I'll stick to training. Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry, but Jimmy, I, if you're um, out there. But <laughs> but I always ask every guest the one final question. Where do babies come from? <laughs> you have a son, Brandon. I need a, I need a, straight, I need a straight answer. No bull. Um, no bull. Tell me when it so, really happens. But in all seriousness, yeah. if somebody's looking to make a health and fitness change, uh, what are the top three things you would have them do? Yeah. The top three, number one is movement. Yeah. Number one for me, because I think, especially in American society, we have gravitated towards sedentary. And I think the pandemic and these lovely pieces of technology we carry with us everywhere have really even redlined that effect to where we're probably now more sedentary than ever. We have convenience, we have ease, we have apps for everything. So number one is movement daily. And it doesn't have to be GPP workout. It doesn't have to be a prowler sled. Go out in the park and walk for 10 minutes. Wait for it to warm up. Don't do it at you know 4 a.m. in North Carolina in early spring. Get out there, move your body, stretch, do some yoga, call up a YouTube video. It really doesn't matter. Even if it's not level six or if it's not Fire within or personal training. I think that's step one. Secondly, find some way to, I say, eat responsibly, which is funny. I know, right? Can we put a disclaimer in there? But it's only because I think so many people get carried away with their caloric intake that is completely devoid of micronutrition, micronutrients, minerals, like the things that our body actually needs. Food. So yeah, like real food where we have this high calorie intake and and Brandon had mentioned Bojangles and not to pick on them, but like you could slam a large sweet tea, an order of fried chicken and a biscuit and be 2000 calories plus in and have no vitamins or minerals at all in that or fiber in that entire meal, right? Let's um, eat the cup. That's fibers. Oh shoot! I didn't think about that. That's right. You could. That's uh, that's uh, <laughs> like styrofoam. Uh, styrofoam. That would be yeah. insoluble fiber, right there. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's our nutrition tip of the day. Eat the eat the, <laughs> eat the cup. <laughs> it's better to eat the cup at McDonald's. I, to be honest, cup. it might be that might be the healthiest thing on the McDonald's menu. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. 
it's been untainted. But so yeah, eat in a responsible way. Move, eat in a responsible way, and then find some semblance of like rest and recovery. And I say that not necessarily recovering from movement or exercise necessarily, but recovering from just life, like more like a stress reduction modality or, or getting quality sleep. And so you're energized to, to get up and take on your day. So I would start with that. Move, eat responsibly, and then find some semblance of rest or recovery to build it into your routine. Those awesome. Probably my top three. Yeah, man. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on and your insight. If people wanted to find you, your gym, your website, your contact, what is all that stuff? Sure. So you can find us at level6training.com. That's level six, just like the number, training.com. On Instagram, we're at level6training. On Instagram, I'm at train with e6. So there's a lot of ways to reach out, connect, and, and I'm always happy to answer questions or have conversations. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Hobo Joe. (laughs) He's a great podcast producer, by the way. If you need him, Hobo Joe, look him up. You can find me at Hobo Joe 6 on Instagram. I have no idea what that is. You probably shouldn't. Yeah, probably don't look that one up. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did, go check us out at firewithinnf.com and sign up for Refuel, a weekly email with recipes, videos, and tips to stoke the fire within. Also, you can join the Fire Within community by being added to our Facebook group. And don't forget to follow us on social media.